All right, today is Christ the King Sunday. So Landon, if you would switch over to our Minty presentation. Uh, again, if you want to be connected to the, uh, the interactive stuff on the screen here, uh, connect to the Wi-Fi or connect just to where we, to where we go from here. Um, are you getting it, uh, you getting it accomplished? Oh, we're having a bit of technical difficulty. So, so in, uh, while they're working that out, let me just give a few, a few fun things here. Our church is really moving ahead in its ministry, right? The, the thankful Thursday ladies are collecting food out in the front there. The, the, the UMW, the, the Methodist women are collect, selling pies today for ministry work. Um, we, we have our hard questions discussion group on Sunday mornings at nine. Uh, things are really moving. So I'd invite you to take advantage of all of this fun stuff. So here we go. If you want to participate, go to minty.com and use the code there. And uh, let's just see if everybody's got, got some uh, interesting opinions. What's, what's the best vacation? That, and if you don't have a phone or something, just yell it out. What's the best vacation you'd like to go on? Amusement park? Yeah, these guys are like the these guys are like the the Disney crowd, right? <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So who's Oh, Beach is winning. Why do you all live in Minnesota? <laughs> okay. Well, there are beaches here too, aren't there? There are beaches. They're just around lakes and not around Desert. Ooh, deserts are fun. Nobody's a skier in this crowd? Yeah, we... <laughs> okay. Okay, so it looks like beaches and amusement parks are the winners today. Thanks for voting on those guys so we all get the picture. Oh, amusement parks creeping up. Okay. Let's see. Well, am I not working? One skier. Who's my skier? Thank you, Ron. Yes. Oh, you've never tried it, but... It, it, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's... Okay, Landon, I'm just going to have to tell you to click to the next one, sir. So today is Christ the King Sunday. We've been doing our Believer series this month. We've been talking about we believe, and that's why Amanda led us in that song, We Believe. Today is the apex of this month. We believe in Christ the King. We believe in Christ the King, and our text for today is John 18. And I know it's not following the lectionary, but I switched it out. John 18, 33 through 37, Christ the King Sunday. Today is Christ the King Sunday. Next week begins um, Advent, the four Sundays in Advent before we get to Christmas. And we're going to have a new series, and, and uh, we're, we'll change the colors in the sanctuary to blue or purple. We'll probably have a Christmas tree here or there. Christmas Eve is going to be a lot of fun this year, so look forward to that. But today is Christ the King Sunday. So go in and go ahead and hit that. And I'd like to start today with a little, a little story. Click the next one, Landon, if you would. Um, so a couple of years ago, we were in, in La Crescent, right? And across the river in La Crosse is 
um, downtown, maybe you know it, is the Olive Oil Company. Have you been there? The olive oil company is fabulous. There are rows upon rows of different kinds of olive oils. Some of them are awesome, pressed, and old, and very expensive, but others of them are flavored. Flavored. And, and there was, we were shopping. April's parents came for Thanksgiving. We were shopping. Let's go to the olive oil company. And, and, and Claire comes up to me with a spoon and says, Dad, I want to try the habanero oil. <laughs> being the great dad that I am I'm like dude let's go the lady standing behind the desk is like too hot for children <laughs> being the great dad that I am I'll go first <laughs> grab my spoon grab the oil pencil size pencil eraser size Eyewitnesses say my head almost exploded, right? The, the fire is shooting out of the top of my head. Red, my eyes are watering. It was the hottest thing I have ever put into my mouth. I mean, I, I, I usually really dig hot stuff, right? I'm a hot stuff eater um, because I am hot um, <laughs> and humble. I'm hot and humble, so I like hot stuff. And... and uh, <laughs> Usually I make good decisions. That time I did not. And so I should, have, I should have tried to understand what was in that bottle before I shoved it in my mouth. Because in that bottle was dynamite. You know, dynamite. Whatever his name would say, right? Now I'd like to draw a, a correlation here to the kingdom of God. To Jesus as king. I'd like to draw a correlation. We sometimes don't know what's in that bottle of Jesus as king, the kingdom of God. We don't know, but inside that bottle is heat and explosion, explosive dynamite we don't often understand and we need to understand because inside the kingdom, inside Jesus as king, is purpose and meaning and world change. And I don't know about you, but I want to have all three of those things. So, I'd like to read to you, go ahead, Landon, and flip this. I'd like to read to you John 18, 33 through 37 today. And this one, well, it's a case in point about not quite understanding the kingdom of God. Then Pilate entered. This is when Jesus was on trial, right? Then Pilate entered the headquarters again and summoned Jesus and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus said, Do you ask this on your own or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, and we can hear the sarcasm, right? Am I a Jew? Uh, or I'm not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, my kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked, so you are a king. And Jesus answered, you say that I am a king. For this reason I was born, and for this reason I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. John 18, 33 through 37, the word of the Lord. So, Landon, go ahead and click the next one. Jesus is king. Now, let's all say that together. Jesus is king, okay? But the question is, what is he the king of? Right? What is he the king of? Because here again, what's that? Life. Life. The earth, heaven. 
Life, death, heaven, heaven, earth, everything, right? Cool. I like it. Here, I'll tell you what. You just preach. I'll sit down and listen. Okay. <laughs> right? So this passage, guys, often confuses us. It often confuses us. And uh, go ahead and flip to the next one, Landon. Jesus says, my kingdom is not... Oh, 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 look. I forgot. What is Jesus the king of? So go ahead and click those in. In your opinion... What is Jesus the king of? Because we often use this wording, this terminology, this phrase, but do we really know what we're saying? Do we understand what we're saying? Or is it just something that we say because we think it sounds churchy? Okay? And let me press you in saying, you can't say everything. Okay? Okay? That's, that's, oh, did somebody, oh, somebody put it up there, okay. What is Jesus the king of? Because that's saying, what do you like about those enchiladas you're eating? Everything, okay. (laughs) You need to be a little more specific. What is, everything is true, but be more true, okay. Heaven, earth, me, hell, love, his people, everything, doubt. Ooh, Jesus is king of doubt. I like that one. Whoever did that one, that's sharp. Because he's with us in our doubt. Good job. Humanity, faith, the choose salvation, nice. Goodness. I love it. Yeah, he's not the king of evil, is he? That's a good one. Now you'll see the biggest one here that is popping up is heaven. Now, while that may be true. That's only one side of the coin. And that's where we need to understand what's in the bottle. Okay? The second biggest one is earth. Okay? Yeah, they need need to be together, don't they? Yeah, they need to be the same size. Now, sometimes we get confused because in the Gospel of Matthew, it says the kingdom of heaven. But let's say kingdom of God. What's Jesus? Thank you. Okay, Landon, let's click over to the next one. The kingdom of God. Jesus in this passage, Mark, I'm sorry, John 18, he says, my kingdom is not from this world. My kingdom is not from this world. Okay. Some of your translations, particularly I think the King James, says my kingdom is not of this world, which, well, that's, we think, oh, Jesus' kingdom is heaven, not here. I mean, that's the whole point, we think, right? Jesus came to die for our sins so we could go to heaven when we die and be with him forever in, in, in bliss. Isn't that the point? Um, well, that's partially true. Jesus did come. Jesus did die for the sin of, of all and the redemption, and, and, and Jesus did step back into heaven and there is grace but there's so much more to the story there's so much more inside that bottle that we need to understand to really get our handle on what Jesus has for us because when we when we leave out the rest of the story as Paul Harvey used to say how many of you do not know who Paul Harvey is show me how old I am who does not know who Paul Harvey is Everybody knows who Paul Harvey is? Oh, a few. Okay, the the younger youngers. Oh, good. So I'm not that old. 
Okay, good. Paul Harvey. Ask your parents when you get home, and I'll tell you the rest of the story. Now, we leave out so much of what the kingdom of God is about when we just make Jesus into the king of heaven. What, what happens when we make Jesus merely the king of heaven? We leave out every so much that he did and said. We leave out so much of the vocation, the calling of the people of God, Israel, who were here to do a very specific thing with God. We leave out the rest of the Old Testament. We, we leave out, we leave out, we don't deal honestly with what Paul is saying about new creation. And we don't deal honestly with, excuse me, the rest of the New Testament for that matter. When we leave out that Jesus is king of all of this, we, we leave out like we don't understand what's inside that bottle that we're holding. Jesus said, it, when he first came out of the wilderness from being tempted, you remember what he said? Repent, for the kingdom of God has come near. What do you mean? Heaven's come near? No, it must mean something else. He said, when you pray, and I've said this many times to you, when you pray, say this. Your will be, to your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The kingdom, you pray for the kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. You pray, why would we need to pray that God's will be done in heaven as it is in heaven? You see, when Jesus sent out his disciples in pairs, two by two, to proclaim what? The kingdom of God had come near. He said at another time to people who were accusing of some things, he said, if I by the Spirit of God cast out demons, then you know the kingdom has come near. So surely if Jesus is saying it has come near, surely it doesn't mean some time in the far off future in some heaven only. It must mean something more. Today in Christ the King Sunday, we're talking about that. Jesus meant all of those things that he said, and he meant so much more. He meant the beginning of the kingdom of God, the beginning of the rule of God was coming in him. It was coming in him. He is the king. Jesus is the king. He was the one sent from God. God was using Jesus as king to redeem not only you and me and, and our souls, if you will, but all of the cosmos, everything. We read in Romans chapter 8 where Paul says, creation itself groans for the redemption. Jesus came to redeem the cosmos, the world, to create. Yes, he did, because it's all been broken by sin and death and evil and idolatry, right? So it's so much more. He was fulfilling the promise to Israel that God was coming to do something, the kingdom of God, right? So let's go back to this, you know, I, I remember... Um, talking with people so many times. Well, they say, well, Aaron, if that's true, then why does Jesus say my kingdom is not of this world? Well, that's not quite a good translation. It's N.T. Wright has a really good one in his, his Bible. It says, my kingdom is not the sort grown in this world. My kingdom is not the sort grown in this world. What kind of kingdoms grow in this world? Ones that reflect this world. 
What do the kingdoms of this world do? Oh gosh, what don't they do? Right? The kingdoms of this world are... Oh, they use power and might and economic pressure and war and violence and, and, and prison time and oppression and, and, and genocide. The, the, the kingdoms of the world use brutal, ugly things to accomplish their ends. That's the kind that grow in this broken world. The kind that grows from above isn't grown from here, but it is here. It grows from God. It grows from peace and mercy and sacrificial love and giving and hope and grace upon grace, forgiveness upon forgiveness, life upon life. That is the kingdom of our God and it is shown by our King Himself who did not, cre- who did not create a kingdom in violence, Did you ever see Jesus be violent? When? Palm Sunday? Okay, okay. He he chipped over the, uh, yep, yep, yep. He tipped over the tables and ran out the animals with a whip. But you'd never read Jesus say he didn't hurt anybody. He just drove the animals out. We like to think of Jesus as really angry and beating people right there because it lets us off the hook for our anger. But a kingdom announcement of grace and peace is not accomplished by violence and anger. The message and the method must correlate. The method and the message, the kingdoms of... Hitler thought he was building a perfect world, didn't he? How was he building it? Paul Pot thought he was going to build a perfect world, didn't he? How did he do it? Stalin, same thing. Right? Chairman Mao, how did he think he was going to, or was it not, well, yeah, the Chinese guy. Mao Zedong? Yeah, Mao Zedong. They had great intentions, but they only operated in the manner that they could. Jesus has wonderful intentions and operates in the manner of God, not in anger. Are you guys getting a ringing feedbacky issue? Okay, it's probably from a monitor, right? Just, just seeing if I was losing my mind. Jesus follows this way that he is, right? His kingdom is not animated through war and violence and hatred and oppression, and, and his kingdom is. His kingdom is through His death. His kingdom comes through His, and you're not going to like this one, His kingdom comes through the suffering of His people. You'll notice I didn't say through the prosperity of His people. The kingdom of God comes through the example of Jesus who suffered, giving His life for many, and it comes through the church of God being like their Jesus giving of themselves. That is what the kingdom of God is like. Because his kingdom corresponds to his message, his message corresponds to his methods and his actions. It does no good to announce peace if all you do is kill to achieve it. It does no good. Okay? The kingdom of God comes through self 
sacrificing love. The kingdom of God. Next, next, please, Landon. Are we okay? Anybody have any thoughts, comments, or questions? Okay, let's continue on. So what? So what, Aaron? Well, the first so what is the kingdom of God is for this world, but it is not from it. The kingdom of God is for this world, but it is not from it. And that is important. The things of God are not like our world, but they are for our world. The things of God are not like us. So followers of Christ are to be for this world, but not from this world. You see? We are to be for this world by every fiber of our being, but we are not to be from this world with every fiber of our being. God, God's face is forever turned towards His creation. I hate that song from the 90s. God is watching us from a distance. Right? I hate that song. And I sing it so well. Um, God, God, God's not watching us from a distance. God's watching us from like six inches away saying, please do better. <laughs> he is so for this world. He is, he is so for you. He's so for this city and so for this county and this state and this nation and this continent and this hemisphere and this world. He is so for it. He gave himself to die and suffer for it. He is for it. He is for it. He is for it. For it, but he is not from it. You and I be for it, be for them, be for everyone, but do not be from it. Yeah? We don't want to be hypocrites, do we? We don't want to say peace, 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 and then harm people. We don't want to say love, 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 and then not love people. Right? We don't want to say equality, 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 and then oppress somebody. We don't want to be those people. We want to be Jesus people and be for this world with everything in every aspect to, for their needs, for making a difference. And we will not use the tools of evil. You cannot use the tools of evil to accomplish good. Right? It just doesn't work. You can't use the tools of evil to accomplish good. You can't use war and violence and guns to accomplish good. You can't bomb peace into existence. Right? You can't do it. It comes through self-sacrificial love for those who are for this world but not from it. Okay? That's the first big so what. Now the second big so what, Landon, if you would. The church's relevance uh, let's be honest, right? The church is often seen as irrelevant. It's like we just get together on Sunday morning, dress up, uh, pat ourselves on the back, and, and go home. Irrelevance. And the world around us says, so what? If we make it all about us, it is irrelevant. If we make it about some other time, it is irrelevant. If we... Hide it in our hearts only, but it is in our hearts, don't get me wrong, but if we only hide it in our hearts, it is irrelevant. Like that, like that song from, who is it? K 
casting crowns. My God is a lion. He's alive. He's a lion, roaring like a lion, living on the inside. God's not dead. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, God's not dead. He's a, roar, he's a lion roaring on the inside of me. I'm sorry, that's an irrelevant God to me. I hate that song. I hate a lot of things, don't I? Gee, I need to be kind and patient with people. Dude, unclenched. No, so because if God's only on the inside of my heart roaring like a lion, then God's still on the only on the inside of my heart roaring like a lion, and God makes no difference out in the world where he needs to be roaring there too. Yeah? Devil's out there roaring like a lion looking for somebody to eat up. Every one of us has family members who have gone through addiction or death or hurt, or pain, abuse. Devil's doing his worst. And if Jesus is only on the inside of my heart, then his roar is rather muted, I would say. But our relevance lies in our ability, the kingdom of God's ability to answer the most urgent questions of our day. The most urgent questions of the day, evil, suffering, inequality, oppression, and ecological, the planet. We have bold answers to these things as the church if we are brave enough to speak them and live with the consequences. We can say these. The kingdom of God has answers for violence and oppression, for climate change. The kingdom of God has answers to all of these. And a proper understanding of the kingdom of God pushes me outside of my roaring on the inside self and pushes this church outside these walls of this building. This isn't the church. This is the building. You are the church. Pushes you outside these four walls into the mission that God has given to you and to this church to make a difference in this area and around the world. To implement the resurrection daily. Because that's what you have been called to do. Implement the resurrection. Go into the deepest, darkest, ugliest places you can find and plant that flag of the resurrected Christ and say, here we stand. That's what it means to be a church that's relevant. Next slide, sir. And when we understand Jesus and the kingdom of God, and while Jesus is king, we start to reflect our king. We start to reflect our king. So many times churches get bad reputations because someone hurts someone or someone's complaining or angry or gossiping. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Do you see Christ in me at all? That's funny. Do you? Do we? Because a church that reflects its Christ is a church who worships the King and lives in the King and works in the King and accomplishes the things that Jesus alone would accomplish through us. Right? Defeating evil around us because He's already defeated evil. 
by going to your office, your work, and saying, hey, you two who are fighting, you shouldn't fight anymore. Or going to that person who is ostracized by society and saying, I love you. Or going to those people who are on the underside of the prison system and and helping them or any number of things. Or people who commit suicide. You know, people who are lonely. People who need help or just a good job or help paying off a medicine that would save their life, but they can't afford it. When we give everything we have, Jesus is king. When we give in that way, Jesus is king. When we forgive all wrongs against us, do you feel hatred against anybody right now? Are you unforgiving against someone right now? Begin right now to work on it in Jesus' name, to forgive. When we are open to everybody who needs the forgiveness of Christ, we are Christ's people. When we are those who work for change, we are those who are Christ's people. When we offer healing and generosity, we are Christ's people. So Landon, if you would hit the next slide for me. Jesus is king. If he's only king of heaven, he is irrelevant. If he is king of heaven and earth, as Maddie said, he is much more. If Jesus is king of my todays and my tomorrows, he is very relevant to me. If Jesus has an answer, King Jesus has an answer to oppression and violence and war and starvation and climate change. Jesus is very relevant as king. You have come here today not to hear good advice. There's lots of good advice. You could have read a book or listened to Paul Harvey. You came here to hear good news. The good news is that Jesus is king Evil is defeated. People are set free. And one day he will return and seal the deal. That's King Jesus. That's King Jesus. That's King Jesus. So Landon, if you'd hit our final slide for us. What does being obedient to King Jesus look like in 2019? And if you don't have a, a device, go ahead and just let me know. <laughs>